Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. That is Love Grenade by Ted Nugent. Many times people will email me. What is that theme song that you play? That's Love Grenade. When Ted came up with that, got to be 15 years ago, almost 16 years ago, um, I got a hold of him. I said, Ted, I'm going to move from the morning show at our flagship WOAI, and we start doing an afternoon talk show that eventually we hope to take syndicated. I need a song. I said, I don't want Wango Tango. I don't want Cat Scratch Fever. I need something that is quintessential Ted Nugent that nobody's ever heard before. He sent me that. He said, Love Grenade. He actually said two words. And Carrie, when Ted Nugent just sends you two words, love grenade, mm. I didn't know what he meant. I was like, yeah, what? That could go a lot of different ways. I mean, Ted, we're tight, but <laughs> we're dropping a love bomb here? I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, I didn't know what he meant. So um, he said, no, no, love grenade. Then he sent me the MP3. And I, and I played it. I said, I mean, I mean Carrie, really? Hmm. You're, you, you're not the Ted Nugent fan. I am musically necessarily. You're more right. of a Bon Jovi person. Yep. But you can almost immediately tell that's Ted Nugent, right? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, if you had a guess, uh, he'd be in the top three guesses. Sounds no? like the nudge to me. Yeah. So he sent me that. It's Love Grenade. It turns out we have him on today. We're going to talk about school safety. He's on the NRA board of directors. He's going to talk about, there was an interview the other guy with an NRA guy that I just thought was feeble at, at uh, his answer with Jim Acosta. Uh, we talk about that. And we talk about everything. We just go there because you got Whoopi Goldberg today saying, we're taking your AR-15. You can't have it. And you don't know what it is. You got Joe Biden saying a nine millimeter bullet can pull a lung out of a person, and a twenty-two just lodges in the lung, and we can go in there and take it out. Literally, my AR-15 shoots two-two-three, which is basically a twenty-two caliber bullet. So he's saying a twenty-two and a handgun is fine, a twenty-two and a rifle isn't. Then Whoopi Goldberg said, "Oh, by the way, you're not out there shooting and killing your dinner with an AR-15. Yes, you are. It's certainly a hunting rifle, without a doubt." I've got one. So, I mean, it doesn't, none of the rhetoric that we're hearing makes any sense. We have Ted uh, you know, get with us today and give us some insight into what we should do, what responses we should have, and what we should say about, about not letting people infringe our Second Amendment rights. Plus, I've got a comment on John Cornyn, who is the senior senator here in the great state of Texas on a Wednesday. Carrie, how you doing, by the way? I'm all right. You're all right. I agree with you. Hello, making it happen. Sam in the house. I forgot to go and check your camera again. Are you still off? Yeah, no camera. All right. We'll break oh, it down. Well. Oh, well. People want to see the chocolate boys. Whether you want to be seen or not, doesn't matter. <laughs> Are you busting a move? Bring it now. Uh, that is, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Polo found that. I was not familiar with that song. I think it's a great jam. For a hump day. So the senior senator in the great state of Texas is John Cornyn. The junior senator is Ted Cruz. You know, if I find funny, Carrie, people will find anything to complain about. Uh, anything. Yes, they will. Yep. So when I call John Cornyn the senior senator, or if I call Ted Cruz the junior senator, mm-hmm. people get offended. 
Well, but that is the correct term. So what's the deal? They think I'm calling Cornyn old and I'm calling <sighs> Ted Cruz not up to the job yet. Oh, okay. All right. It just means that John Cornyn has been a senator longer and Ted Cruz has been a senator for a lesser amount of time. The person who's been serving longer is the senior senator. The person who's been serving for a shorter amount of time is the junior senator. In fact, Cornyn, who's older than Cruz, if he had been serving less than Cruz, he still would be the junior and Cruz would be the senior. It has nothing to do with their age. It has nothing to do with whether they're good at the job. It has to do with how long they've had the job. It's actually kind of simple. And you people need to get a life. Just get a life. Like I did a voice-to-text um, tweet or something today, and I got a freaking email from somebody correcting the the uh, the grammar. <laughs> of course. You know what I mean? They're out there. Yeah, they're just waiting. I'm like, I did voice-to-text, and I didn't read mistake. it over. Yeah. Well, if you think that you're a news anchor and you're a journalist and you're a this and you're that, shut up. Okay. Don't follow me on social media. Don't listen to my show. Don't watch my show. If I'm too stupid you know, to tweet correctly for you, then don't don't partake. It's simple. Is that, is that complicated? Mm, no, not at all. There are three to 500 million people on Twitter, depending on what you believe. Elon Musk thinks there are way less than that because there are a lot of bots on there too. Either way, let's say it's 300 million. I follow like 800. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to be bothered by everything all 300 million say, I would follow them all. It turns out I don't follow the people I'm not interested in. And I, in fact, block some people who say really stupid, profane, and dumb things. So this person has that ability too. But instead, let me follow him, then criticize everything he says and does. And I get it. This person's expectation was that I'm perfect. I understand that. I mean, I seem to be. But what? No, keep going. No, what? Keep going. But in <laughs> fact, I'm only human. I'm but a simple human being. <sighs> yes. Simple. Yeah. You just call For me sure. simple? Simple. Call me yeah. a simpleton? What well, is you... my nickname at the, the Carrie Lockie house is simpleton? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Simpleton Pags? Simpleton, yeah. Simpleton. All right. So with. there's a lot going on. Um, I, I float around the YouTubes at night and people have gotten mad at me because I've told them, go to YouTube. And I'm not on YouTube anymore. My, my old videos are on there, but I haven't posted there in months because they squelch my reach, they demonetize me, whatever. All of my stuff is on Rumble. But I'll go to YouTube and I'll check out people reacting like to the Righteous Brothers for the first time or reacting to Elvis for the first time. I really get a kick out of seeing people do that. Well, there's this, this freestyle rapper named Harry Mack that I also watch some of his videos. The guy's really good. I mean, he is the best freestyle rapper on the planet, I will, I will say bar none. I don't care who you think is better, look up Harry Mack and watch his stuff and then tell me why this guy isn't the best on the planet. He is. He just simply is. He'll ask somebody for three words or four words, six words sometimes, then he'll do a freestyle rap off the top of his head for three or four minutes where he's doing hooks and he's doing, I mean, it's unbelievable how good this guy is. I enjoy watching other people who haven't seen him before react to him for the first time. Last night I'm watching some guy, happened to be a young black man, maybe 18, maybe 20, maybe 22, I don't know, he's right in that range. Young black guy. He, he puts out, he never heard Harry Mack before. He's, there's no way this guy is going to do it. And when Harry Mack starts rapping, instead of calling him a man or a guy, he starts calling him the N-word. And I'm watching him going, well, why is he doing that? And he's doing it in a positive way. Man, this N is really good. I can't believe this N is, is, is giving us bars like that. This N, this N really going to do all six words? Man, this N is amazing. And I'm going, what, the, what are you doing? And I'm listening to it, and I'm, and I'm 
just I just want to reach out to him and say, my man, you got 30,000 views on this video and you have fewer people who are subscribed to you. You're going to push people away because we've been told in this day and age that word is bad. It's always bad. It's always going to be bad. And if you use it and you happen to be white, you're out of the community. You're excommunicated from life, from society. I just wanted to do that. Yet he kept on doing it. The entire video is him calling him the N-word with a smile on his face, and he's enjoying the hell out of this video. He's enjoying the hell out of the freestyle raps. Now, there are people listening and watching right now go, yeah, but he's black. He's allowed to. Oprah, in fact, had Chris Rock on probably 25 years ago now. And Chris Rock is taking questions from Oprah's audience, and some white woman in the audience says, why do you keep saying the N-word in your, in your act? And he, he said something like, because I can. And Oprah said, just jump right in, because you invented the word, she said. What? So if white people invented the word, and I'm not saying that they didn't. I mean, it's, a, it's an offshoot of negro or negro, if you're speaking Spanish, Latin, or Italian, N-E-G-R-O. And it is a bastardized version of that word. And it is absolutely an insult, and it's despicable, and it's deplorable, and all that, right? Denigrative and all. So then why? I have played basketball when I was much younger. You know what I'm saying? I can't mm-hmm. do it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I played yeah. basketball with predominantly you know, teams that were predominantly black. And they're yelling the N-word at each other. Some might have even called me that in a positive form that they wanted to pass the ball or they wanted me to block out or post up or whatever. And I'm going, what, what are we doing? If that's the worst word in the language... Why is it okay? Why is it okay for mainstream rappers who are making millions upon tens of millions of dollars to say those words in their, in their rap? And all of this is a lead up to the story that you have now. Because keep in mind, Bubba Wallace said that there were nooses at the garage at what, Talladega? Was that where it was? Mm-hmm. Uh, nooses in the garage. And they weren't. They were pull ropes to pull the door closed. They weren't nooses at all. The FBI even went and investigated and found they weren't nooses. And Bubba Wallace, to this day, who happens to be a black race car driver, is going on and on about how there were nooses. Had a white person called him nooses, he would have been excommunicated from NASCAR. You had freaking NASCAR legends walking down the, 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 the raceway showing support for Bubba Wallace, who was complaining about the pull ropes to close the garage door. And now you've got somebody else who decided to show up with a rope as well. What do you have? From Fox News, in a provocative and controversial push, the Democratic Senate nominee who's challenging Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky in November's midterm election wears a noose in a new ad criticizing Paul's past opposition to a measure to make lynching a federal hate crime. But the spot by former state lawmaker Charles Booker makes no mention. Paul later supported an updated anti-lynching bill that is now law. Uh, the pain of her past persists to this day in Kentucky, like many states throughout the South. Lynching was a tool of terror. It was used to kill hopes for freedom. Booker, who is black, says in the ad released on Wednesday, it was used to kill my ancestors. Booker emphasizes as the spot reveals the candidate with a noose around his neck. Now in a historic victory for our Commonwealth, I have become the first black Kentuckian to receive the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate. Taking aim at Paul, a former Republican presidential candidate who's running this year for a third six-year term representing Kentucky in the Senate, Booker argues the senator is the person who single-handedly blocked an anti-lynching act from being federal law. 
And Paul in 2020 held up legislation that would have made lynching a federal hate crime, saying at the time he was worried it could be applied too broadly. But the senator went on to co-sponsor the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, which was authored by Senators Tim Scott and Cory Booker. The bill passed the Senate three months ago and is now federal law. In the end, I think the compromise language, which hopefully keep us from incarcerating somebody for some kind of crime that's not lynching, Paul said in March in an interview with the Louisville Courier. We just wanted to make sure the punishment was proportional to the crime. And I guess it's just good news that it finally worked out. What's the guy's name who had the lynch, the, the, the noose around his neck pretending he's being lynched, I guess? Charles Booker. Okay, Charles Booker is an idiot. Charles Booker knows that there was stuff in that anti-lynching legislation. First of all, that wasn't even necessary because it's already against the law to lynch somebody. I mean, it's ridiculous. You can't hang somebody. It's against the law. It's murder. Um, but there was stuff in there that did. It was too broad, and anything could have fallen underneath that as a hate crime. And when they rewrote it and represented it, Rand Paul was all over it. So showing up with a rope around your neck is, is disgusting, it's stupid, and it's, it's lame. It's a horrible publicity stunt. But like black people saying the N-word, this black guy shows up with a rope around his neck, and everybody's like, hey, look at that, this is great. Stop. At some point, we have to have some uniformity here. We're all one nation. We're all uh, people that should love the fact that we're Americans together. Why is it that we keep on bringing up this imagery and these words that I've been told my entire life are bad? Why do you keep doing it? Stop. Now, I've got black listeners. i got people who write me and say, hey, I happen to be a black woman. I happen to be a black guy. Let me know if I'm missing the boat on the N-word. Why is it okay for people who happen to be black to say it and say it as a positive thing somehow, for God's sakes. And by the way, Harry Mack happens to be a white guy, the, the rapper I was talking about. Why is that okay? And why is it okay for this guy to show up with a, a noose around his neck? But what, what, is, what is that supposed to mean? I don't understand. And by the way, the first time they tried to get anti-lynching legislation passed was when FDR was president and he was getting the new deal done. And the Southern Democrats would not agree with him if he added anti-lynching legislation in the New Deal. So therefore, he got rid of it. He promised not to outlaw lynching. But that's your Democrat. People say he was the greatest president ever. FDR was a huge racist. So I need to understand where we are in 2022 America. I have to understand where we are with the N-word, where we are with somebody showing up with a, with a noose around his neck, thinking that that somehow is going to win him a Senate seat. Are you kidding me? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. The Joe Pag Show for your Wednesday. Carrie, I've seen reports of a, of a shooting in Tulsa. Can you check that out for me, please? Yep. Uh, I am on it. As a matter of fact, I just found something on it. Okay, I'm going to give I'm going to give our sponsor okay. here, which is our normal sponsor for this half hour. And then if you don't mind, give us an update on that. I do okay. I do see the suspect is dead. 
So we will get into exactly what happened in a second. I've got to tell you in the meantime, uh, this segment is brought to you by Super Beats. Super Beats is, uh, is a great uh, thing to add to your morning routine. Super Beats, they're, they're delicious, non-GMO beets, along with uh, grapeseed extract. They will, um, they'll help you with energy, your blood flow, your circulation, your blood pressure. They support a healthy lifestyle. They support a healthy blood pressure. Make sure that you add these to your morning routine. You don't have to worry about extra cups of coffee. You don't have to worry about uh, adding energy drinks or sugary drinks or sugary treats, uh, which gonna add, gonna, can add up, add weight. Also, there's a big crash after all that caffeine, big crash after all that, uh, all that sugar as well. Add Super Beats heart shoes, that's what they're calling them. When you go to my part of the website, they made it just for you because you listen to my program, joelovesbeats.com, joelovesbeats.com, up to 45% off plus free shipping, joelovesbeats.com. It's their best offer available anywhere. Get these Super Beats heart shoes, add these to your routine, you're going to be very glad that you did. joelovesbeats.com, up to 45% off at joelovesbeats.com. Get Super Beats today, get these heart shoes today. All right, what's the latest out of Tulsa? From KOCO, Tulsa police responded to reports of an active shooter at a medical clinic. Several people were shot at a medical clinic on the St. Francis Hospital campus. According to police, the shooter is dead and is no longer an active shooter situation. Multiple injuries have been reported. Officials are calling it a catastrophic scene. Several people have been shot. Officials said SWAT's responding and clearing the building floor by floor. According to our partners at KOKI, police are working to make sure there is not a second shooter. Sources say several people have been shot and one person may be dead, according to police. The scene and the Tulsa police captain said multiple people were wounded in the shooting and some, unfortunately, were killed. Can you, um, can you tell me again, what was the facility? Where did this happen? This was at a medical clinic on the campus of St. Francis Hospital in Tulsa. Wow. Well, listen, man, you know, hearing something like that, it just makes you absolutely sick to your stomach, without a doubt. We have to get to a place to where we understand that mental illness is overrunning the good people of this country. We have to get to a place to where we really break down why this is happening. Has nothing to do with what sort of firearm, has nothing to do with what size magazine, has nothing to do with the NRA or the Second Amendment. This has to do with sick people among us. This has to do with people who need mental treatment, who are walking around among us. And a lot of the reason why that's happening is because we, again, have not done an awful lot. Have not done an awful lot to make sure these people are out of harm's way for themselves and out of our way to where they can't can't affect us, the innocent people of this country. We have to step up and change something that's very wrong here. And it's not going to take Whoopi Goldberg talking about AR-15s. It's not going to talk, uh, take Joe Biden talking about 9 millimeters and 22s. It's not going to talk about people saying you just need a shotgun and shoot it off the balcony. None of that is going to solve any of this problem. There is something that these people all seem to have in common. Andy Pollack says 50% of those who are doing these mass killings have, uh, are on some sort of psychotropic drug or were. And, and I believe that when it comes down to it, well, I know this. You've got to be mentally ill to kill a bunch of people who are innocent. You just have to, out of malice, just because you can. There's something very wrong here. And why we're not identifying who these people are and why we're not doing something to prevent these things happening is beyond me. And to me, it becomes a very political thing. Well, because politically speaking, I can somehow do better in November if, in fact, if, in fact, Um, I get people to believe that I'm going to make them safer. And I'm going to make them safer by taking guns away. I'm going to make them safer by hardening schools and buildings. I'm going to make them safer by changing the number of rounds you can buy. I'm going to make them safer by, by, uh, by adding more guns in good guys' hands. 
Let's stop the politics. Let's stop these things happening all the time. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Ted Nugent, when we come back. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's always a wonderful time to have a rock and roll legend, NRA board member, the Motown Mad Man. It's Ted Nugent. Ted, how are you? Good to see you, man. You know, Joe, I'm doing so good because truth, logic, and common sense permeates the very spirit and soul of the Nugent family, my band, my crew, all my friends, all my neighbors here in Texas and back up in Michigan. So the good still outweighs the bad and the ugly, but the bad and the ugly has the biggest spotlight and the loudest megaphone. So let's crush them together, shall we? No, we, we shall. Um, let's let's talk. About, you and I met, I think, 1999, something like that. We've been friends 23 years. Um, I find that what you have to say and, and the the cerebral sense that you bring to to any argument is something that that really does knock him off kilter because they don't expect it from the guy playing those those crazy licks and jumping off of speakers. But I want to remind you the, one of the first things we talked about. There was a little girl that was killed, I believe, six years old in either Flint or the Beecher school system 23 years ago. Some classmate in first grade brings a gun that mom and dad didn't have you know taken care of to school and kills a classmate. And I remember saying to you, Ted, wouldn't it be better if there was no gun? And let me remind you what you said to me, and I use this quote all the time when I'm arguing with idiots who want to take guns away. You said, no gun is not a possibility. Now let's solve the problem. The left, Ted, wants us to think no gun is a possibility. Is it? You know, once again, I am addicted to truth, logic, and common sense. That's how I create my life, liberty, and pursuit of the American dream happiness every day. And people that attempt to debate me end up in a foaming puddle of snot and hair, confused <laughs> at the very lack of syllables they're able to form. My point is, I don't like Joe Biden and Michael Moore, who you're referencing in that uh, Flint tragedy. Yeah. So, yes, it, it's really so simple, it's stupid. People have to realize that if we somehow wrote down on a document, maybe it's an official document, maybe from the Supreme Court it was a document, even though the Supreme Court, they're not supreme in my book. Point being, let's ban guns starting right now. There are billions of guns on planet Earth. I believe there's a billion guns in America, and 99.99999% will never be used negatively or criminally or dangerously whatsoever. So they literally want to control the vast majority of responsible, law-abiding, caring, loving, conscientious American families because they created policies. They being the Democrats and the compromising rhinos in the Republican Party and people that have mushy brains and that were not educated by the American anti-education system, their policies have infested our streets and malls and neighborhoods with known, documented, dangerous rapists and murderers yeah. and stabbers and, and home invaders and carjackers and child sex traffickers. They let them out they defund the police to help protect we the people, and then they attempt to declaw the law-abiding American citizens while they ignore the criminal element. In fact, they reward and unleash and, and bail out 
the most dangerous punks in our society. So the point being is that Kalashnikov machine guns are already banned in France. But in Paris, France, Kalashnikov machine guns were used to slaughter innocent patrons at a rock and roll yeah. concert. Bans don't work. Ted, to that point... I'm going to say something obvious. To anybody who's confused about this, hopefully Whoopi Goldberg will see or hear this as I speak with my good friend Ted Nugent. It is against the law to shoot your grandmother in the face. It's against the law to drive without a license. It's against the law to go to an elementary school and break in with your guns and kill a bunch of people. All of that is against the law. So what law, Ted, would have stopped this guy from doing what he did in Uvalde? Well, I have always brought this up. I do media every day. And once again, Joe, if I may, I really cherish, revere, and understand, grasp, and celebrate the positive pulse of good American families. And on behalf of those good American families, Joe Pags, thank you and salute for representing the best of the best while we continue to do our job as we, the people in this experimentation and self-government, spotlight the cockroaches. Thanks, the Dad. left, the liberals, the Democrats, and most of the Republicans nowadays, they refuse to spotlight the cockroaches or even identify them as cockroaches. That I dare everybody I do interviews with, because they've, they've gone to college, they've gone to glowing institutions of higher learning, Joe, but the guitar player can crush them in a debate, yes. Pierce Morgan. Point being, point being, write the law that would have stopped Columbine, beyond the 50-some laws they broke. Write the law that would stop Parkland. Write, I dare you, to write the law that would stop Sandy Hook. You've got to be kidding me when these evildoers constantly threaten and articulate and their evil ways, and our system does nothing to stop them. Right. But they want to stop Ted Nugent from going squirrel hunting because Whoopi Goldberg, I mean, God bless her, what a talented actress, but what a brain-dead, dishonest person. You've got to be kidding me that a 22 caliber AR-15, which is not a weapon of war, no soldiers in the history of the world have ever used an AR-15 in the military. Right. I'm telling you, the other side is just one big whirlwind of dishonesty, disconnect, and while they focus on the hardware, they're ignoring the heartware. It's yeah. a heart and soul problem. It's not a firearms problem. I urge you to go to tednugent.com, get every book he writes. He's a New York Times bestselling author many times over. Get his latest album, uh, Come and Take It, is the latest song. We'll play a little bit of that in a second if we have some time. But, Ted, I want to hit on a couple of things here. Um, AR-15 stands for Armalite Rifle. It's not a, an assault rifle. They keep pretending like it is. Yet, you had some doofus, I don't know who the guy was, from the NRA on with Jim Acosta the other day. I don't know the guy's name who he, who was, he was interviewing, and Acosta says, and he furls his eyebrow, Ted, and he says, why does an 18-year-old need an AR-15? And the guy couldn't answer the question logically. Uh, the, the guy sort of danced around it. What he said wasn't incorrect, but it wasn't a good enough answer to shut an idiot like Jim Acosta down. An 18-year-old uh, uh, can, can be drafted. 
and can go die in war. An 18-year-old can run for mayor in many places. He can vote. An 18-year-old has the Second Amendment right that's granted by God and then protected by that document from government infringement. Do you think Acosta doesn't know that as he is sitting in CNN on 58th Street in New York City and Teddy's protected by people who are holding on them semi-automatic pistols to protect him? Do you think that Acosta really doesn't understand the Second Amendment? Or is he so stupid that he's so hypocritical that he's protected by good guys with guns and asking stupid questions? What do you think is really going on with the big media? They don't really buy that crap, do they? Hey, Jim Acosta, my name is Ted Nugent. I'm just a guitar player. I dare you to debate me. I know that NRA board member is a good man. He's a great man. He's a judge in Kansas. His name is Philip Journey. But he's not trained in the hand-to-hand combat of modern culture warfare against punks like Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta is a liar. Jim Acosta is on the side of evil. Jim Acosta actually helps create policies that reward shooters and murderers and stabbers and carjackers because while he's looking at the methodology, he's ignoring the mindset and the lack of spirit in the perpetrator that our engineered recidivism engineered recidivism court failures have created. Jim Acosta has no clue. Well, I think he does have a clue. He's just so rotten to the core. And once again, you know, Jim, I wrote a song called Wango Tango. So you should be able to take me on, shouldn't you? (laughs) Pierce Morgan tried, and he's still licking his wounds. He is. Jim Acosta, you lying punk. Debate Ted Nugent. I dare you. Well, 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 Ted, the fact is Acosta's protected, uh, Whoopi is protected, the president is protected, every member of Congress protected by good guys with guns. That clearly is the answer. The gun isn't the bad, uh, isn't the bad actor, clearly, because they're all safe. Because Listen, thousands rioted at the Capitol on January 6th, and no member of Congress was ever in danger. Why? Because good guys with guns were there. And by the way, none of that would have happened had they taken the, the offer from President Trump for National Guard. I've got proof that President Trump offered them 10,000 National Guard. They turned them down. So they're all protected by good people with guns. Clearly, it's not the gun. But let's go back to something you mentioned before. Columbine happened in 1999, right about when you and I met. And we talked about solutions then, Ted, 23 years ago. Why does this keep on happening? What did we not do right to thwart these bad guys from doing these bad things? You know, I constantly reference that I'm just a guitar player so that everybody will understand that even a simple guy like me who avoided college because I was too busy learning important stuff, that (laughs) if I can figure this out, people should really be ashamed of themselves and rather guilty that they can't figure this out. Again, I'm just a guitar player, Joe. You know what I do? I train with the U.S. Marshals. I train with the Secret Service. I train with the, the last of the few FBI Uh, warriors that are still good guys. That's another tragedy we could talk about. But I've been training since Columbine. And the the rules of engagement is to charge post-haste with proper training and tactics as fast as you can to the gunfire. Because in every one of these mass shootings, the perpetrator is a stoned punk, a tactically inept nasty, evil, murdering punk. And they are not always easy to take out. But I got to tell you what happened in Uvalde. If the facts that are surfacing are accurate, it's inexcusable. It's condemnable. Those law enforcement guys should have charged as fast as they could towards the shooting. I I am of the belief, Joe, that innocent children died unnecessarily because the cops 
defied their training since Columbine. This We're talking a long time. Parkland, Sandy Hook, Orlando, San Bernardino. They're training. And, I, and again, I train with these guys. You charge towards the gunfire and you use your best tactics and you neutralize the threat. They didn't do it in Uvalde. And again, people say you shouldn't have hearts and prayers. Well, I do have hearts and prayers. My friends in Uvalde with the great mayor, Don McLaughlin, and those heroes and those families that I hunt with down there every year. I know those people. That's like a second home for the Nugent family, Uvalde, Texas. So it's difficult for me to talk about this, but we have to talk about it because if you're looking at hardware, you're missing the whole point and it will happen again. It's Ted Nugent. Go to tednugent.com. The Motor City Madman, rock and roll legend. The same guy uh, is is this guy. And it's funny to me because 23 years after I first interviewed you, people are still saying, I had no idea he was that intelligent. I mean, you must really, you do such a good job on stage, they think you must be brain dead, and then you show up and do stuff like this. I mean, great music, great rock and roll. You can you can take us away from it all while you can also talk about it all. So so let's talk about it. I don't want to wait another 23 years and have another 18 you know school shootings and theater shootings. We have these stupid signs, Ted, that say this is a gun-free zone as if we're proud of it. Uh, the, the, the bad guy in Aurora, Colorado that shot up the theater found the one theater in Colorado that didn't allow you to carry your gun. What is it going to take for us to say we want more good guys with guns there than bad guys with guns? And on Uvalde, you have it right. 19 cops were in the hallway as he continued shooting as kids were on, on the phone. They did not rush him, didn't take him out. It took a BORTAC guy, a guy who's Border Patrol tactical unit guy, to show up and shoot him in the face uh, to, to stop the threat. So we have, to, we have to train these people better, but even more so than that, if teachers who we, who we trust with our kids nine hours a day were allowed to get proper training and carry their lawfully you know, gotten gun on them, I'm thinking the bad guy doesn't take a chance, right? Well, a big salute to Sheriff Carmine uh, Marcino down there in Lee County, Florida, and up in Polk County, Florida, and right here in McLennan County, Texas, Sheriff Parnell McNamara. These are real warriors. These are fire breathers. They have a rules of engagement, and they've made them perfectly clear. If you come anywhere near our children in our schools, and we're having a meeting this Friday, and we're enacting the most fortified schools in the world in McLennan County, Texas. And I'm part of that equation with the great Sheriff Parnell McNamara and his warriors, and we will have commandos. We will have warriors that are looking for trouble, that are actively and aggressively seeking an intruder, prepared and profiled to do harm. And like the great Sheriff Carmine and Polk County and Sheriff Parnell McNamara, we will shoot you dead ASAP. Because they don't go there. When they know that there's a chance they'll be killed before they can do what they want, they won't go there. This is how you thwart it. If you're not going to put them in mental in mental institutions, if you're not going to get, get them on the right medication, Ted, the kid in Parkland, which you know, and Andrew Pollock's a very good friend of mine. I'm sure you know Andy. His daughter Meadow was murdered there. Um, this kid had 36 run-ins with law enforcement, they, and they kept on expunging his record. The FBI knew about him. On YouTube, he said, I want to be a school mass murderer, and they still allowed him to walk in with a rifle bag on campus, which he was kicked off of. Guess what, Ted? He showed up even though he's expelled, and he walked in a side door that was unlocked and started shooting people, and the SRO that was there was too afraid to go in and do anything. Can we actually solve this problem? Can we find a middle where I'm tired of hearing about takeaway guns and I'm tired of hearing about I don't want my, my, my school to be a prison? Is there a happy median uh, where we know that the bad guy will, will think twice before going there and hurting innocent people? 
please, Joe, abandon the very concept of meeting anybody halfway. Nobody's taking my guns, period. Nobody's banning AR-15 or any other semi-automatic gun in America, period. We need to learn that the Whoopi Goldbergs and the media and academia and the fact checkers and our own government, they are not interested in saving lives because we have a proven methodology to save children's lives while they're focusing on the most popular self-defense firearm in the hands of American families. While they're focusing on that, they're ignoring all the warning, the glaring, inescapable, irrefutable warning signs that we could utilize and implement to mitigate in advance, we need we need quality control yeah. instead of damage control. When people threaten to well, I could tell you stories. When people threaten to kill me or my wife, Shemaine, we have law enforcement friends that end the threat. Right. We can end the threat. In every one of these instances, these mass shooters have sent out glaring, unambiguous warning signs yes. that they're about to commit a mass shooting, and we do nothing. So start doing something, right. which means control the threats. That's it for part one of my sit-down with Ted Nugent. We talked to the Motor City Madman about everything, how to keep the kids safe in school, you joining the school board. We talk about what has failed since Columbine and much more. More on this tomorrow, part two on the Joe Pag Show. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. All right, great to have you. Welcome to the program. Thanks. Remember, part two with Ted Nugent tomorrow right here, same time. We're running the same hour that you heard it tonight, so make sure you stick around for that. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks are great. Dads want steaks. Father's Day is coming up. I'm here to help. I want you to go to omahasteaks.com. Put in keyword PAGS, P-A-G-S. You're going to get uh, the Dads Want Steaks package. It's just $99. It's a limited time package, including 16 mouthwatering entrees. It's guaranteed to love, like smoky, tender, bacon-wrapped filet mignon, gourmet jumbo franks. There are air-chilled, boneless chicken breasts. And for a sweet finish, delicious... Uh, Caramel apple tartlets. My family loves those. Absolutely. They absolutely love those. I eat all the meat. They eat the, those apple tartlets. Uh, it's a special gift because you listen to my program. When you put in keyword PAGS, P-A-G-S, when you order the Dad's Want Steaks package, you're also going to get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. They're, they're full of bold, beefy flavor. They're made from just the best 100% Omaha Steaks. I want you to get this right now. Send Dad more than just a gift. Send him an experience he's going to love that he can share with you. That's the best part, right? You get some of it. So get the Dad's Want Steaks package by going to omahasteaks.com, put in PAGS, P-A-G-S, in the search bar, click on search. You're also going to get uh, 16 entrees, four desserts, eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. Get there now, omahasteaks.com, keyword PAGS, make it happen right now. All right, much more to come on the program. We've got uh, Aaron Perini next hour. What is it that the Democrats will try to do to win this coming November? And what is it that, that, we're, that we should do with this inflation, the economy? Sending billions of dollars to Ukraine and more. We talk about all of it on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show.